Hey, everybody. Oh, hey. We didn't see you there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, post-nuclear podcast. This is episode 104. How have you been, my friend? Oh, I didn't get to do my, my thing. I'm your two-year-old host, Olive. How are you? Sorry, I'm just excited. I, I know you're excited. I'm excited. I am doing so incredibly good. Good. I, uh, I went on a, a Discord date today, and it went really, that sounds really awful. well. So I'm like, I've got... It wasn't. It really wasn't. We just talked just the about idea our feelings. Of, I'm an idiot. Hold on. I just realized mm-hmm. that... Wait, what? What? What did you do? What? I said we talked about our feelings. Oh, so fuck me, right? What do you mean, fuck you? Fuck, what do I ever always want to do? What do I always want to do? Talk about feelings? And you never indulge. I had to trick because you into doing it a couple bitch. episodes ago. Because you're a melancholy bitch. <laughs> I'm really not. You're really not. But you are my best friend. How are you doing? I am well, but I did realize I left my fan on, so give me a second to turn it off. Okay, I already turned off my AC, and we've got about 45 minutes until I turn into a sweaty mess. All right, wait a fucking minute. It's episode 104. This is two years. This is... Um, I beat The Last of Us. Wait. What? Does that mean it's Frank's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe Frank's second birthday. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'll need to make a tweet on Saturday with a little birthday hat on. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just want to get this out of the way. Oh, that's today. What? <laughs> For anyone listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I beat The Last of Us 2. What was your... What, what are your feelings? I don't understand the hate. I genuinely don't get the hate. Um, I think it's funny that for the first time in what feels like the better part of a decade, I finally play a game that I'm absolutely enthralled with, and nobody else likes it. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I don't get it. Because you're the only one that likes it. Like, I mean, Kyle Kyle loved it. I was talking to Kyle about it. Kyle said he thought it was fantastic. But, like, it's just kind of funny to me that, like, nobody it is, else... It really is funny. Um, I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. I think everything is justified. I think everything is deserved. I think everything is... I thought it told a great story. Uh, Next time you come up to visit me, you're bringing it, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, fucking amazing. I want to play it with you again. Yeah, I, I want to. It's a 25-hour game. Like, that's the only thing is, like... Y- oh, that's not bad. If you're here for another week, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, Before we get into today's lore, um, I want to just mm-hmm. thank everybody quick. Um, thank you. I've never done something consecutively like this. Uh, this is 104 episodes. It's, if you count not just the streaming stuff, but the YouTube stuff, it's over hundreds of hours, 100 hours, if not more, definitely more, of, of, <sighs> of entertainment. I don't, I, I feel, mm-hmm. I come from a very weird mindset of you should never hype yourself up. Um, just because mm-hmm. I once heard two chains say that you're only as good as the last thing you put out. So as soon as the album comes out, like revel in it for a little while, but you need to start working on the next project. Cause you're only as good as the last thing that came out and things either get better or worse with age. And I just want to thank everybody who's been here for a long time. Anybody who's been here for just a few weeks I, I, from a few weeks to a few months to at this point two years yeah like um and like i'd like to just kind of butt in a little yeah, bit yeah, like throughout the lifetime of this program my face has been quite different <laughs> and we never really had a an adult discussion about that um not that i feel like we really needed to but like the amount of support that we get from the community is just absolutely fucking insane. Like, you guys, like, turned on a dime, like, and I just, I feel very accepted, and I love you guys all so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, um, I remember I got, uh, I, I saw a tweet or something, 
and it was like the first review we ever had on Twitter. And I remember I screenshotted it and sent it to you. And we maybe had like ten episodes out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> like, um, I just I feel like for the first time, this year has been really hard for me. Um, I know it has. It, it's. It's. I thought I was going to be living in a different state. I thought I was going to be living a different life. Um, my my the closest thing I've ever had to an older brother, the closest thing I've ever had to a mentor, to platonic male love, if that makes sense, from a peer, mm-hmm. um, wants nothing more to do with me, and it hurts me a lot. Uh, that they just they're done with me and it it was it was not I don't want to make this about myself I'm sorry but mm-hmm. no the more you talk about yourself the more I can talk about about myself so keep going <laughs> but it was just this it was just this kind of Thanos snap of someone being gone um and it's it's weighed heavy on me a lot this year um And this has been the constant, and this has been kind of, I just, I feel proud of myself for what feels like the first time in my life. And uh, I'm proud of you. (laughs) And I'm happy to say we've never missed a week. I'm happy to say that I never plan on missing a week. Uh, I believe in myself, and I believe in the show, and I... I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to not ramble. I'm trying to have to say what I have to say and then kind of move on. <laughs> but well, I'll help by cutting. You thank off. you, please. So, something that I only realized when I was uh, talking with someone very close to me recently is that this show has become a video diary of my transition. And I, when I started out, was like, I said, you know what. I'm not going to worry about every little tiny thing that ever happens to me. I'm not going to take a photo every day and I'm not going to like be so like self-indulgent about it. But now having something that's like a living scrapbook of me becoming myself, it it's something that's so special to me and I can't imagine not having that now. How does it feel to edit? Atomic Tabletop, because we we record them and then it takes so long to edit. I know. How, how does that uh, feel? Speaking of which, I think that has probably gone out by the time this episode goes live. Um, at this point, we're caught up with my name. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, um, we don't have uh, faces in that, so I don't have to look at that old garbage. <laughs> so, just thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thanks for... for <laughs> for validating us thanks for being a part of this thanks for being in the discord thank you for just thank you for being here if you've been here since episode one or if you've been here since episode 45 or if you've been here since episode 102 just thank you um and especially thank you to our patrons yes. that we have on patreon we should thank them now we should thank them right now because that was, that was the most buttery smooth segue i've oh ever god. had oh I'm my god hard. so <laughs> <laughs> That's how good that was. Our first patron is Noah. Thank you, Noah. Thank you so much, Noah. You've been here since the start. He's been here for a long time, yeah. Mm. Um. Next up is Gage Twice. Gage Twice. Thank you once for the Patreon and twice for um the Discord. We streamed when I when I went to go visit Olive recently. We streamed us building the Gundam, and it was fucking super mm-hmm. tight. And we couldn't have done that without Gage. And next is Jordan with a Y. Jordan with a Y, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Next is Danny. Danny. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And last but definitely not least is Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. Everyone, thank you so much for your generous contributions. We couldn't do that this without you. Yeah, uh, quite literally. Quite literally. Um... Yeah, uh, let's let's get right into the lore. Yeah, let's go right into it. Oh my god, I'm gonna like cry. Yeah, I was like doing my best <laughs> not to. Um, episode 104, we're doing the lore on the Enclave. 
oh, you're giving us a treat by doing something that actually took effort. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All righty just, then. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just feeling very emotionally charged, and that was the funniest thing I could think of. The post-war institution that developed from the... Uh, I'm going to fuck this word up, because I, I even Google translated how to say it, and I just don't know how to say it. Continuity of the government of the pre-war USA, styled after the US government. Have you played Minecraft? I actually have. No, you have? You like Minecraft? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, it's something that I've, I've dabbled in. I wouldn't say I'm the best at it. Mm-hmm. I like Minecraft. I've seen a video or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've watched a Captain Sparkles or a Sky Does Minecraft in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I have. I like what I used to watch Redstone videos. Um, we got Seth Bling. Uh, Do you Seth like my Diamond Sword channel. Sword? <laughs> Not my favorite, but I do like the song that the amazing parody Mind Diamonds <laughs> available on Spotify. <laughs> Link in the description below. Kyle and I used to sing those all the time. I know. Prior to the war, they operated in secret under uh, the same name. Member, the members were members of the U.S. government and the military-industrial complex, one of the smallest factions in the wastes. The exact strength is impossible to gauge because of how closed off they were. The Enclave oil rig was the control station, or control station Enclave, had anywhere from 100 to 1,000 people on it. And that was pretty much the headquarters of all of the Enclave uh, up until the end of the events of Fallout 2, right? Okay, uh, yeah. Just for So that was 100 to 1,000 people. Just for some context, Shady Sands, which was built from scratch, houses 3,000 people, approximately. So wait, well, Shady Sands was about 3,000. What yeah. was that one? The like Enclave was anywhere from 100 to 1,000 people on the oil base. Like, that's how small their numbers that's, were. Yeah, that's pretty small, but honestly, that's not bad for an offshore, like, safe haven. Yeah, I mean, they also had access to vertebrates and whatnot. And whatnot. Uh, before the Great War, they operated in the shadows rooted deep in the higher parts of the government, the military, and the corporate elite. They believe they are the sole representatives of humanity. Uh, it's kind of like all the people does the vegetables hangs out with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't buy from Amazon. Yeah. Can, we, can we censor him? What? He doesn't. He doesn't even deserve to be picked up by facial or by speech recognition. Can we uh, bleep that motherfucker? Sure. I don't know. Um, most enclave. Sorry, I got. I got a little bit deep voiced there. <laughs> you, you're good. I haven't bought anything off Amazon uh, since last year, and I don't plan on ever buying anything good. again from them. Good. Um, don't go to Walmart. Most Enclave humans were almost never exposed to any sort of nuclear fallout. Uh, they're extremely hostile to most people and species in the wastes. Being such an iso being under such isolated perspective, and the fact that they have almost limitless resources, they only operate under their own interests and destroy anyone that gets in the way of them. Rare, uh, but sometimes they recruit outsiders like in Appalachia or use wasteland wastelanders as slaves. Uh, they see all, if not most, wastelanders on the same level as super mutant ghouls and must be destroyed. They want true humanity to take its place as the real America. They hold control of numerous military bases scattered across the former U.S., if not the world, Unclear on the true numbers of uh, bases and people that are out there. The primary strangleholds were destroyed by various factions in the twenty-three in the twenty-third century. Uh, the headquarters was destroyed in twenty-two forty-two and again in twenty-two seventy-eight. Some of the most powerful individuals across the former U.S. are comprised of the Enclave, being the president, members uh, members of the Joint Chiefs prize-winning scientists, wealthy industrialists, members of the military, influential politicians, various powerful people. Uh, they created the, and I'm going to say this wrong, and if you know how to properly pronounce this, please tell me, the Eminence Greece? 
Did you say uh, eminent priest? No, <laughs> no, the eminence <laughs> grease. But it's a French word, so eminence I kind of want to be like <laughs> about it. Right, well, can we say one of those? Can we do that? Is that like like how come we could only be racist is, is against that, the French that, and the Italians, but nobody else? Like I'm not saying that racism is good, but how come you get the pass? On yeah, that? I don't think it's racist, but I do think it's culturally insensitive. But fuck the French. <laughs> 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 but like, if you're, if you're French, I I, I don't uh, I, no harm intended. You sure? No, I'm not really sure. Actually, <laughs> it's Emil Emil I want to say my French accent is awful, but I, Grizz, that was horrible. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I didn't ever claim to be good. Um, but it it's it's French for behind the curtain of the U.S. Aha, I got you. Uh, they were thought to be Earth's greatest minds, and during the Sino-American War, or the Chinese-American War, continuing, the Enclave uh, was starting to was, was started with corporate and government money, and all presidential measures would be continued at the oil rig backed by Poseidon Oil, Poseidon Energy. Um, they were one of the biggest contributors towards the Enclave, uh, being a worldwide... I mean... The Sino-American War was fought over resources. I mean, at that point, all of the wars were about resources. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the White Springs Congressional Bunker was used as a hub for future enclave operations. Funds for this were embezzled from the Department of Agriculture by Secretary Thomas Eckhart. So... How in the fuck... <laughs> what exactly, for those who don't know, what exactly is... Uh, the Department of Agriculture. Are you asking me? Yeah, like I'm saying, let's inform the people who don't know. The Department of Agriculture is the governmental branch that oversees the production of food mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in America. I am. That's off the top of my head. You want to Google it? I will Google it. I think I got pretty damn close, though. Uh, <laughs> um... This this is this is I just want to point out that what they were taking money away from so they could be like ha ha Are you doing the French thing again? <laughs> no. I was no. Anything? Uh give me a sec. What does El Goog say? Okay, I got it. Tell me. The United States Department of Agriculture, uh, also known as the USDA for anyone that's in the food industry. Mm. Um also known as Agriculture Department, is the U.S. federal executive department responsible for developing and executing federal laws related to farming, forestry, rural economic development, and food. It aims to meet the needs of farmers and ranchers and promotes agricultural trade and production. Do you know? Amongst other things. Oh, I'm sorry. You good? Yeah, it says that they're... Uh, <laughs> That's fucking funny. What? <laughs> Fosters rural communities and works to end hunger in the United States and internationally. Yeah. And there's such thing in the United States as school lunch debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I couldn't buy lunch because I owed three dollars. Um. Is that, uh, sufficient? Yeah, no, that's fine. I just think it's funny that it's like, here's this war, resources are running low, we're killing people for next to no reason. Hey, uh, the most affluent people need to survive, right? Oh, absolutely, this is America. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. um, take away school lunch. Like, take away... <laughs> yeah, like, just... Take away... <laughs> Defund food. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just the idea That's literally of like, what happened. Just the idea of defund food. I picture like, I picture like celery going into the office and like, <laughs> like his boss is like a beat and he's like, celery, I need you to sit down. And he's like, oh god, what happened? I told you it wouldn't happen again. And he's like, no. He's like, we, we have to let you go. Why? Why? I have so many little sprouts at home. You can't do this to me. And then like he goes home and like his ties all undone and he's got like a fedora and a suitcase. And he's like, right, I know you're getting really into this, but I have to say what's on my mind. Do it. 
All I can see is, like, a dare poster that says, like, food, not once. and has, like, a chicken leg with, like, a uh, circle and an X over it. Yeah. Like, the, the red mark. And it's, like, has, like, a shitty, like, polka-dotted filter over it to make it look like it's pop art. Food, <laughs> Like a Lichtenstein? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Uh- <laughs> So, so the, these funds were embezzled from from agriculture, and uh, Thomas Eckhart, who might have been the last president of the U.S., uh, we'll get into a little bit of that later. Except for Tom Henry Eden, <laughs> Tom or John Henry Eden. I said Tom. Who the fuck is Tom? <laughs> uh, also, Raven Rock was on the D.C. side of things as being a hub that they can use. In, 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 in March of 2077, the world heading for certain death, the U.S. president and various enclave members retreated to fortified, pla- fortified places around the globe. Some stayed in power uh, for appearances and only fled when the nukes were imminent. Once, once groups found shelter in the White Springs bunker, one, I'm sorry, one group found shelter in the White Springs bunker because of casualties, Thomas Eckhart, Secretary of Agriculture, gained leadership. So, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you look up the, the... I know if succession the, of power. Yes, if the if the I didn't know that that's what it was called, but if the president dies, president, it's, vice, uh, secretary of state, I think then it goes to secretary of defense. So let's see how far they like everybody died <laughs> to the point that it's secretary of agriculture. Who should run the country? The man who does the food. Oh yes, like. <laughs> um, all right, it goes vice president. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It goes president, okay. vice president. Uh, president, vice president, speaker of the house, uh, president pro tempore of the Senate, uh, secretary of state, secretary of treasury, secretary of defense, attorney general, secretary of the interior, <laughs> secretary of agriculture, <laughs> How many including people? the president. That's, that's nine people would have to die. I love the idea of just like. They, Would you like me to go through the rest of the list? How much further does it go down? There's a lot. It goes to, like, the mayor <laughs> after, of Detroit. <laughs> after that, it goes Secretary of Commerce, Secretary of Labor, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Secretary of Transportation, the bus driver, <laughs> Secretary of Energy, Fucking Secretary Jackie of Education. For president. <laughs> uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs, and finally on the list before just complete societal breakdown is Secretary of Homeland Security, which honestly I think should probably be like above Fifth? like the bus driver. Yeah, that <laughs> at least deserves to be in the top ten. <laughs> I can't get over because you know how most bus drivers are immigrants in this country, or like taxi drivers, bus drivers. At least in New yeah. York, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I just think that's so funny, this country that hates immigrants. Let's just, like, the king bus driver. <laughs> that's a very interesting apocalypse scenario. Like, like what is king the bus king driver. of, like... <laughs> when when the world went to shit, he can fit 45 in one spot at a time and transport them. This is his legend. Daryl King is the bus driver. Like, <laughs> fucking... Alright, so... <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I, I do want to send this to you because if you look at the list, it's going to be in host lounge. Oh, okay. If you, I just think that's so funny. Nine people had to die. White Springs bunker fell off of the enclave grid almost immediately. So here's Thomas Eckhart, who's the who could be the last president. We don't really know. He became acting president because he left. I'm guessing with the president. Um. It is never quite stated who the last president is, I don't believe. Let me look it up quick, but I don't want to talk out of my ass. As if we don't do that frequently. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's like a free license to talk out of your mm. ass. If we took out all of the ass talkery, it would be Atomic Radio 10 Minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's- laughs> The last president of the United States, pre and post 2077, says the last president of the United States, I'm sorry, the last president was elected into presidency prior to 2076. Most of the information uh, known about him comes from newspaper articles found in the Capitol Post and the Boston Bugle and secondhand information given from the enclave sources. Uh, A faded letter 
a faded signature on a letter to Governor Evans of West Virginia indicates that the name started with the letters D-I. That's about all we have. I kind of like not knowing. Yeah, I'm fine with not knowing. Uh, but I just think it's so funny. I just think it's so silly. Uh, so, okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So, so here's the last president. Here's supposed to be the enclave base on the home front in the White Springs. And then they just fell off the grid. <laughs> like, he just stopped working. Um, the enclave used Project Safe House and Vault Tech's network of vaults for a grant for grand social experiments, much like you probably already know, uh, to test unique circumstances. The Enclave oil rig had equipment to allow them to ob- observe and control vaults. They sent the all clear to Vault 8, prompting them to leave and then build Vault City. Uh, and it allowed them to see that Vault 13 was pretty much intact. In Appalachia, sec- Secretary Eckhart redirected his isolation branch of the Enclave to eradicating communism by any and all means. Their reign lasted less than a decade, and it brought the region to near extinction. Which I think is just the Bethesda way of going. You do capitalism too hard. What? What? (laughs) I didn't say anything. (laughs) But I think think this is Bethesda's way of going. There's nothing here. Uh, Death. Um, this is the no zone where we just, we just don't know. let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a resurgence with Modius being the only survivor in Appalachia besides whatever 76 vault dwellers made it inside of the White Spring, um, which I have then written down bullshit and prequel shit. I, I was having this conversation with somebody recently. I don't like prequels because there's no. Um, there's no wait. You know what I mean? What do you mean that there's no wait? Like, I watched because Black Panther. Because you know Panther. the events that are going to end up happening? Yeah. Like, I watched Black Panther because I really liked um, the last Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is actually, like, a decent movie. Like, I'm probably never going to watch yeah. it again. But I was like, this is decent. And I like this a lot. Um, and it was cool to see, like, spoilers. But everybody saw this movie. It was neat to see, like, Captain America with Thor's hammer. Like, it was just shit that, like, even though I'm not a huge comic book fan anymore, it was cool to Mm -hmm. see that shit. Shit that I knew existed. Like, when he says, Hail Hydra. Like, it was just cool to see shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, it was really cool. So I went back, and I I understood the cultural importance of Black Panther, and I watched it. And, one, it's just a boring movie. Like, I just think Black Panther's not super entertaining. Um, But also he dies in like the first 25 minutes. And I was like, I know T'Challa is fine. Like I, I'm not because even if I would have saw this movie when it came out, I knew the next Avengers was coming out. I knew he was going to be in it. So like, yeah, I struggle with that a lot too. Cause it's just like, Oh no, is Spider-Man going to get undusted in Avengers? I don't know. He only has three more movies scheduled in the next 10 years. Yeah, like I, I know he's gonna get like it's it's yeah. There's no there's no weight there, so they're like telling like because cause the way I see those movies now is just they're prequels for the big one. You know what I mean? Instead of like the way the way I think a movie sequel should go is it builds upon each one, where I feel like because they announce here's the next fifteen movies we're gonna make, each one is just a prequel to the final one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. As far as I know, Tarantino didn't put out Kill Bill and was like, all right, uh, well, this is only the first part. So you know that she lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but... Yeah, right, yeah. Um, John Henry Eden was called upon after the loss of the oil rig by the 2120s. The Kodak Maldovian was shut down. Now, I didn't do much research on the Kovac Maldovian, so let's do it together. Okay. Do you want me to look at that? You can. It Actually, is I'm going to let a, you do it because I have no idea where to start spelling that. <laughs> it is It is a the Kovac Maldovian platform. Maldovian, M-U-L-D, Maldoon, Maldoon platform is an enclave satellite orbiting in 21, 
The Kovac Muldoon is an automated support satellite located in the geo synchronous orbit above Appalachia slaved to the White Springs Congressional Bunker It, it to, to the bunker and governing intelligence Modius launch, launching launched in the terminal years of the US the Kovac Muldoon was a mighty system providing the bunkers denizens with an eye on Appalachia, complete with the ability to launch orbital missile strikes at need to minimize the threat of detection and destruction. The the KC was also equipped with the latest anti-detection system. So it's a MacGuffin. As far yeah. as I'm concerned. It's a MacGuffin. Um, and again, this is where I, I get my whole, like, this is why prequels are dumb, because I've played a game that takes place almost 160 years after this, 80 years after this, and I know none of this fucking matters, because none of this shit, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to make a prequel compelling when you know what the end is. I know that all the people in my gang in Red Dead 2 aren't gonna die because I killed them in the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. So the Enclave did not return to the mainland for decades. By twenty one, the twenty one forties, they adopted they adopted a policy of deeming its main goal to to for, its main goal was purity to free to be free of any kinds of mutations. Uh, before the Great War, they started developing new tech, various versions of the T-51B power armor, um, but it failed to yield results. By 2215, President President Richardson uh, made a presidential order to craft new power armor, and this is where you kind of get the Enclave power armor, or the advanced power armor. Um, I have no fucking clue what it's called at this point, but there's, it's advanced power the armor, XO, it's power whatever. armor, or Enclave power armor, and then it's XO1, XO2. Whatever the fuck, hopefully by the next game they figure out what we're going to start calling it. In October, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I hope. Just, 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 like, you want to fuck around and change everything for West Virginia? Fine. Whatever. Fine. You got to make a game. Can we just get naming conventions down? Like, if yes. you're going to make shit up and say that Arthur Maxon, or not Arthur Maxon, I'm sorry, the first Maxon came all the way to West Virginia, can we at least get the names right of things? Can we just say this is what the name is? Can we solidify what names are? By October, uh, and I'm a fan of these things, and that's why I get passionate about it, because I'm not going to sit there and idly go, oh, well, um, um." no, I care about this thing. I want this thing to be as good as it can be, and when it feels like they're losing touch with it, I get upset. Um, It's not coming from a place of malice, is what I'm trying to say. Right, yeah, yeah. In October of 2220... Uh, the project was completed by 2235. Uh, that's the power armor. Uh, by 2235, they began experimentation on death claws, and they wanted to create cheap troops for waging war on hostile uh, enemies. July 20th of 2236, the Enclave rediscovered the ruins of the Mariposa military base, and the chemical corps scouted through the base. Assault groups started to take slaves and captured... Mel M E L C H I O R Melchior. Can you do that again? M E L C H I O R Melchior, right? Maybe maybe Melchior. Mel- Depending. Melchior no Melchior. This is a Fallout Two character. They captured him from Reading. Many slaves and constru- construction clues. <clears throat> Many slaves and construction crews were unearthing tons of rock to uproot the Mariposa military base. Unprotected wastelanders were exposed to low levels of FEV in the ruins. This is where Frank Horrigan comes in. He was sent to the mm-hmm. to the oil rig for testing because of his uh, his exposure to the FEV. Uh, Melikor started to mutate, knowing they would kill him if they recovered FEV and virus data. He started to stash away weapons for other mutants in case of anything. By January 22, by January 2237, scientists obtained a pure FEV strain. The mutants started to fight back as the as they, the Enclave tried to leave Mariposa. The Enclave fed, fled and locked the mutants in the ruins of the base to pretty much fend for themselves. 
So here's these mutants that are trying to fight back because yeah. the Enclave is leaving and they see this as a chance to attack. And the Enclave just goes, uh, seal it up, put all the rocks down, and just let them fucking starve to death. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like you are no longer useful to us, so you can die. Yeah. <laughs> Modeled after the U.S. Just like America. Yeah. Started, yeah. <laughs> started to research. They started the research on the uh, FEV curling 13. Now, I was wrong last episode when we did it on uh, New Reno, and I said that it was uh, an advanced form of FEV that they were using with the Salvatores. What they were doing is they were. They were. Uh, Making this this FEV curling thirteen, and what it was was like a reverse engineer, like a vaccine almost. Uh, that would have had um, it would have killed off any mutants. That sounds good in practice, but like also could probably do eugenics. <laughs> yeah, like at this point, um, mutants are here to stay. Or good in theory, I should say, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I hear you. This 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 FEV curling thirteen would kill all mutants worldwide. The Enclave's goal was to sweep the planet clean of mutants at an extermination rate of ninety nine point five percent. From the years of twenty two thirty six to twenty two thirty eight, scientists uh, worked on Frank Horrigan and kept him heavily sedated through the tests and whatnot. And by twenty two thirty nine, the tr- test ran dry, and they decided it was time for Horrigan to be used for field work. March of twenty March twenty seventh, twenty two thirty nine, he was sealed in his custom fitted power armor. We've done a whole lore on uh, my boy Frank. If you want, you can go check that out. I'm just kind of skimming over yeah. his stuff. By- can you remind me to link that in the description below? Absolutely. Um, the by twenty two forty one FEV curling thirteen was in its final stages. Ran into a shortage of chemicals and struck up a deal with the new Reno Salvatores to use their labs for uh, chemicals that they lacked. And the final sample was finished. March sixteenth of twenty two forty two, Vault 13's dwellers were taken to the oil rig so that the inoculation. all right fuck you (laughs) march 16th of 2242 vault 13's dwellers were taken to the oil rig so that the inoculation rendering humans immune to the fev based toxin could be tested at about the same time the village of arroyo was also raided to acquire subjects to verify the effectiveness of fev curling 13 so they took Vault 13 as kind of like the control group to see how they would deal with it. And then Arroyo, which they I, I don't know if they knew. They might have. They might have not. I'm not 100% sure if they knew that it's pretty much like the same strand of people because you're the great-great-grandchild of the, the, um, the Vault Dweller from Fallout 1. So it's like the same DNA line, more or less, because there's only how many people in a vault, and you know they were all getting busy. <laughs> they were all up in that busy just shit. Just fucking rearranging the right, vault just say, guts. Vault dwellers fuck. Mmm. <laughs> Th- these vault dwellers? They fuck. They fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Read the same fucking mm. magazine over and over again, or just fuck? I was always funny in the get in the in the geck in the goat. It's like you find a rare issue of Brobnar the Barbarian. It's like what do you mean? Grognash. What did I say? Brobnar. What the fuck is Brobnar? Oh, Brobnar's from fucking Keyforge. Sorry. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> uh, here's here's this rare issue of Grognak. It's like, what do you mean rare? All of the Grognak books that are down here have been down here. Uh, they've been here for fucking years. Um, Unless someone just, like, pissed on all of them and set them on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. If that thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you snacking? What? No, I was flipping pages. Are you snacking? Oh, it sounded like a bag of chips, and I was about I to be like, I did that once, and it would never happen again. I think one time I did, and you yelled at me afterwards, and you're like, I'm editing. Don't eat snacks when we record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you did it on camera. I did it before we had video, and I remember like even listening. I wanted to name that episode the one where Vince eats popcorn the whole time. 
Uh, autumn, autumn of twenty-two forty-two. A target toxin of the t- the target toxin effectancy of ninety-nine point five percent was reached. Two hundred and fifty thousand gallons were manufactured, prepared for release into the jet streams. You know what that Fucking how? I don't know. Chemtrails. No, 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 no. Like how? Gonna put they in the water. Much? Turn all the frogs gay. Like, how did they make that much in a post-apocalypse scenario? They are Where the Where do you enclave. get the raw materials? They're, they're the one of the I only guess. groups that has pre-war knowledge. They know how to do things at a pre-war scale. I guess you're right. The only people that are smarter than the Enclave are the Shi. You're correct. You know what I mean? The Shi are unstoppable. What's that? The the Shi are unstoppable. They're the the Shi? The Shi? Yeah. They the fuck. She. They fuck. They fuck. Um, they fuck so good. So hard. <laughs> so just unequivocal. There's unequivocal amount of fuckery. So, uh, hours before the Chosen One infiltrated the oil... You know rip, what we need to call this episode? What? This episode fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Atomic uh, Radio Hour fucks. <laughs> um, hours before the Chosen One infiltrated the oil rig... He killed the president, President Dick Richardson, or Richard Richardson, uh, and... F- or Dick Dick. <laughs> and Frank Horrigan. <laughs> Dick Dick's son. Gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that is gross. I'm sorry. This is an awful name. Like, I hope that kid got picked on when he was growing up. Like, hey, it's me. It's Rich Richardson. Fuck you. Did I ever tell you I want to name my kid vegan? Fuck you, Richard. Yeah, so we can say, I'm vegan. So you could be like, hey... Hey guys, I'm vegan. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. No, 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 really. Um, <laughs> I love uh, meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's a gay dude. Sorry. Uh, hours before the chosen one infiltrated the oil rig, he killed President Dick Richardson and Frank Horrigan and triggered a nuke, obliterating the toxic supply. And uh, pretty much getting out, not making, making sure that global genocide never happened to anybody with any sort of affliction that wasn't 200% pure. Uh, post on clay, the destruction of the oil rig was a monster blow to them. Uh, Sergeant Granite regrouped at Navarro. Uh, by the late 2240, by late 2242, senior scientist Autumn was contacted by John Henry Eden, the new president, uh, ordered most of the West Coast forces to relocate on the East Coast of Washington, D.C. Navarro remained an enclave base. By 2246, the NCR invaded, stating that Navarro posed a threat to the NCR, and the NCR won. The enclave... Is that where um, where Arcade Ganon was at Navarro? Was he at Navarro? Yeah, he was because his dad was know. was Enclave, right? Uh, yeah, him and the other people in that quest were from the Enclave. Yeah, because he even says he goes, "I don't like the NCR, but it's better than than Caesar." Hmm. Huh. Do we do? We ever do an episode just on Arcade? I think we did the followers, and he came up. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's come up a couple times in the followers episode, in the uh, fuck Mary kill companions bit that we did. Oh my god, that's from like one of our first episodes. Yeah, that it was, was recorded in ago. your bedroom two years ago, mm-hmm. more or less. Wow. Um, wow. The Enclave remnants fled the east. The Enclave. One more time. Do it again. Oh. The Enclave. One more time. I'm sorry. No, do it again. <laughs> do it happier and with your mouth open. Look right into the camera when you do it. The Enclave. <laughs> They're remnants. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you said it kind the, of funny, the, uh, but I just kept saying it. <laughs> Their their remnants fled east or attempted to join the NCR with limited success. John Henry Eden and the Enclave soldiers grouped at Raven Rock. 
They had a full manufacturing. They had full manufacturing facilities and, si- and a sizable stockpile of resources. This allowed the president to create an armory armory of robotics and provide his new human subordinates with military technology. iBots were crafted to roam the waste and spread a message of pre-war America. During this time, they kept a low profile using Raisin Bran Crunch, using Raven Rock and Adams Air Force Base to slowly rebuild. Uh, They had new inventions like the Duraframe iBots and the Hellfire Power Armor. The Hellfire Power Armor, what's that? You don't remember that one? No. Is that in 3? It it was the, the... in the the DLC, Broken Steel, they were the Enclave Power Armor soldiers that shot the Incinerator oh, Johns. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember that now. <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember that now. Are, are you just? Are you being facetious? Are you being an? Are you being an asshole? I'm not being an asshole. <laughs> I uh, I just. I I just uh, pushed that trauma way down there. I see. I see. Yeah. So, uh, the Enclave began a large-scale campaign expansion in 2277 as Project Purity, a massive water purifier in D.C.'s tidal basin, was activated. Enclave forces raided the facility, establishing a secure perimeter around it. However, due to the actions led by the scientists who committed suicide by activating the the purifiers prematurely and flooding its control chamber with radiation... Uh, almost killing Augustus Autumn in the process. They were unable to use it. The Enclave focused on shadowing the scientist's child, the Lone Wanderer, to locate the parts necessary to the purifier to function, and captured them in captured them on their way out in Vault 87, as you probably already know. Um, Colonel Augustus Autumn openly defied the president's plans to contaminate the water with modified FEV so that it would cleanse the wasteland. The colonel instead wanted to use the purifier as a way to unite the wasteland and establish the Enclave as its as its savior. Uh, the Enclave's attempts were stopped suddenly stopped by a sudden raid by Lion's Brotherhood, Lion's Brotherhood of Steel, a pre-war machine code named Liberty Prime, uh, assisted them they... I'm sorry, can, can you say that again with more gusto? Liberty Prime! Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, they killed hundreds, if not thousands, of soldiers on their way there, killing, taking down large numbers of vertebrate gunships, uh, Enclave calling in reinforcements, but nothing really helped. Uh, the battle ended in success for the Brotherhood of Steel, who proceeded to lay claim to the now active purifier. The ultimate fate of uh, Colonel Augustus Autumn present at Project Purity during the raid remains unknown, but he's most likely a deadman. A very big deadman. Mm. Uh, the, the Brotherhood used Liberty Prime in several other attacks against the Enclave, and t- including the raid on Ravenrock, uh, with their last majority their last major f- facility in the capital wasteland destroyed the enclave were forced to free regrouping at the mobile base crawler at adams air force base the enclave formulated a counter-attack plan the brotherhood was lured to the satellite array station as usual they superheaded the attack with liberty prime the enclave anticipated that while the war machine attacked the facility it would be it it was destroyed by a mini nuclear bombardment from Bradley Hercules, a weapon platform in high orbit. And that's where he should have died. Yeah, absolutely. Because all of those memes that was like, pour one out for my homie Liberty Prime were null and void when Fallout 4 came out. Um, that's my biggest problem with Fallout really? 4, is that Liberty Prime was in it. Yeah, let him die a hero's death. Really? Out of everything, yeah. like, that's you, you what it is. Much, Not the removal choice. You know how many choice. chances... You you know how many chances I give Fallout 4 and how I'm kind of a softie for it. Yeah. But fuck that. There never should have been a Liberty Prime in Fallout 4. There should have been their own the Brotherhood should have had their own story. I love I didn't think you I would have never guessed. Like yeah, You're like take cool away my dialogue options. Fine. You want my lawyer wife to be able to use power armor within the first 10 minutes of the game? Fine. Fine. You want to you want to throw you want to throw drugs that didn't exist 
in a vault that's pre-war fine be my guest you yeah. want to put liberty prime at the end of the game go fuck yourself go fuck yourself that yeah that's where my line in the sand is he should have died really? a hero's death <sighs> yeah i remember when he dies it's such a fucking i remember like playing that as a kid going no like i was like that's the only time in my entire life i've ever felt patriotic <laughs> <laughs> He's he's the only war criminal I feel comfortable saluting. <laughs> like, you know Me what I too. mean? Um, like Jesus, that's so fucking funny. So, all right. Um, by the twenty two eighty ones, the Enclave's presence in the West largely faded. Nearly four decades after the fall of Navarro, members have not members who have not quite integrated with the NCR or were captured and tried for war crimes fled to the fingers of the Republic, keeping out of sight. One squad is known to have em- ended up in the Mojave. On the frontier between the NCR and Kaisar's Legion, most of these old war horses have found new lives, although their weapons and armor remain safely stored, awaiting the last call to battle that may never come. The only other remnants of the Enclave is that it isn't a rusted wreck the only other remnant of the Enclave that isn't a rusted wreck or repurposed machine is Eddie, a reforced combat model iBot sent out from Adams Air Force Base before its fall. Representing the last prototype of its line, it was sent to Navarro by the way of Illinois. Uh, its creator, not aware that Navarro had fallen, if it's not known if Eddie ever tracked down the Chicago outpost or if it even exists. All that remains of, of it is a license plate bolted to Eddie's side. Hmm. Um, I kind of have some things here. I don't know if it's super necessary to go through, but there's society and their ideology, because we kind of oh, already We live in a society. It. What? <laughs> what? No, I mean, we absolutely do. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know who was going to say it first. Um... The, I'll, I'll read society quick. The Enclave have permitted has permitted itself after the... We've been recording for an hour. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's so much lore. But there was also there was also a fucking 15 minutes in the beginning of us trying not to cry. The Enclave has presented itself after pre-war United States of America, scaling down its structure to match its small scaling down its structure to match its smaller size. The Enclave is led by a president, elected by the people of the Enclave. Uh, without a term limit, the president is assisted by a vice president who together from the executive branch of the government, which we kind of already went through. Okay. They're yeah. awful evil people. There's a couple different spots. They, the notable bases I'll go through real quick are the oil rig, the Adams Air Force Base, the Enclave Vault Research Control, uh, active at Poseidonet Station as of 2241, Navarro, Remnants Bunker, Raven Rock, Satellite Array Station, the White Springs Bunker, and Chicago. You forgot to pause for eye roll for White Springs Bunker. That's pretty much the Enclave. I probably missed something. (laughs) There's some other shit here about military and peacekeeping and recovery, secret service. Didn't you miss the whole part where there's mining and crafting? No, yeah, I I skipped a lot of that. You didn't even mention creepers, are you kidding me? I, I just, I felt like it would be redundant. Do you take me as a fool? No, not you. There's there's a lot of shit here. Like this is we're gonna oh, need yeah. we're gonna need like a second part. For real? Yeah, like we're gonna need Enclave Part Two. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, I don't know if we'll do it next week, but we're gonna wind up doing it sometime because there's a lot more than I realized. Soon, I yeah. didn't. I, I it took me two days to write the notes that I have, and it took us this long. And the last like ten minutes, I read off my phone. That's how much shit there is. Jesus. So for society, I'll go through That's society, I'll crazy. go through ideology, and I'll go through like the bases. I'll go through all this other stuff, and we'll do Enclave Part Two because there is so much more than I realized. What I'm going to uh, do uh. is I'm going to. We're, you will get the Enclave Part Two at another time. I'm not going to guarantee what time. I don't know when. Um, Definitive edition: the books of all the game. <laughs> of, of just just the extra stuff that we left out. What I kind of went through was just the basic history, just their basic timeline, their other stuff, their society, their technology, their ideology, all their other stuff. I will go through at a later point in time. Um, I didn't realize it was that long. 
but at the same time, I did. So that's everything I have on the Enclave. For now. For now. A big, beautiful Buick Enclave. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't make oh, that joke till right big, now. Big, beautiful Buick Enclave. Do you, do, you, do you have anything else you'd like to say for episode 104? Thank you so much for being here and supporting us for over two years. Even if you've been here for just a small amount of time, your support really matters and it like really makes a difference. Just thank you so much. Like really from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Um, thank you. Even though we didn't really talk about much except the enclave this episode, like honestly, like really thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here. Like, like I'll just said, if you're here for a week or if you're here for two years, thank you so much. Um, I want to know what you guys want to see. I want to know what you guys want to see out of the channel, out of us, out of the, the show, out of... I mean, we have the YouTube channel. We can do literally whatever the fuck we want with it. If you guys want to see certain things, let me know. If you guys want to see Let's Plays, let us know. If you want to see this and that, let me know. Just let me know what you want to see. Um, yeah, I want to make we got this- you. I want to make this as big and, and as, 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 as I want to just make it as entertaining as possible. And I want to make it where you can put on a couple episodes and fall asleep to it. And not just because like, haha, bring in that fucking ad revenue, baby. But like, which we be, don't even get. Yet. Yeah. Cause we don't have enough subscribers, but still like, at the, but what I'm saying is just like, I want it to be everyone that's listening on the, a podcasting app, go subscribe to our YouTube to get our numbers up. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Maybe we can start getting ad rev. And then, but it's just those little things that when you add one thing, it becomes another and the ball continues to roll. And once you have it, it it gets bigger and it gets better and you can, you can do more with it and you can use your platform for, for, for greater things. And we can do more charity stuff. And maybe if I can figure out how to use fucking Twitch, I could do charity streams and like, you know what I mean? Ah, the fireworks have started in my neighborhood (laughs) for the 25th night in a row. When I was there, they were going pretty hard. But thank you. Thank you so very much for being here. It's been two years. It's been great. Um, We have 104 episodes now, and at least 90-something of them have a tail end about my main man, Shane motherfucking Ivers. Hit him with it. Oh my gosh, if you want to get our intro music that we've been using for two years... Roughly. You can get that... Roughly. Uh, you can get uh, Feather Duster by Shane Ivers at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. But that's not all. We also offer social media. Uh, if you'd like to find any links to our social media ours personally or the show you can check it out in the description below uh there's links down there to our twitter and our instagram which i promise you we're using uh Mm -hmm. and there uh, is also a link down there to our discord our discord is is a whole fucking heap fun it's we stream in there we're always having some sort of a conversation in there the other night i fell asleep while we were all playing jackbox (laughs) uh Wait, you fell asleep during Jackbox? Yeah. I wasn't able to make it. Yeah, I fell asleep. You fell asleep? How did you fall asleep during Jackbox? Because I was up for, like, close to 30 hours. And I was like, guys, let's play Jackbox. I was like, I'll totally be there. And Jordan with a Y hosted, and she was like, you can go to bed. She's like, if you're tired, like, don't stay up for this. I was like, I gotta be there. I gotta be there. So I I had this really weird setup where it was, like, on my phone, on my laptop, and I'm laying in bed with my giant sideways soup bowl like headphones on and like i can't lay on my side and i just passed out and i woke up and i was like hey guys i'm gonna go and they were like all right bye (laughs) (laughs) also Um, check out atomic tabletop that probably went out by now yeah hopefully that went out on thursday it's the tell them about it hit them with it it is our premiere tabletop post-apocalypse experience uh we play fallout DD, a game that i converted uh into 5e and play with people from the discord and from my life and th- that chuckle fuck over there um don't talk about kyle was, uh, like that i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and we have a blast and i get way too into it so just come and enjoy the show put it on while you're trying to fall asleep we'll get you there 
If you'd like to support us and you'd like to see us grow and get bigger and better, you can throw us a couple bucks on Patreon, which you heard in the beginning of the show. We thank those wonderful people for that. Uh, it's never mandatory. The show will always be free. It'll always be on a free feed. Um, always. But, like I said, if you want to see us get a little bit bigger, a little bit better, there's a couple bucks you could throw in. Certain tiers give you certain uh, perks. Uh, and one of those perks is you get to play Atomic Tabletop with us. But we also have a red bubble. And if you're hearing this... Today, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, it is the last day. we got to make sure we remember to take it down on the 5th. Uh, it is yes. the last day to get the Atomic Radio Hour Black Lives Matter sticker. Um, and all the money is going towards the George Floyd Memorial Fund, uh, along with our Patreon for this month. Um, you can check it out there. Um, that's that's yeah, it. Support a good cause. And uh, thank you for supporting us. And... Yeah. I hope that beyond supporting us, you're supporting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 104, two whole years, and some more uh, in the bag. Uh, I don't know how to end things. I've been doing this for two years, and I don't know how to fucking end things still. I'm hanging up on you. Okay, bye. bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. Podcast.